Blog Talk Radio.
General quarters. Security, condition three. Thank you. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. Right, hep cats, hep kittens, swingers, uh, lords and ladies, and everybody out there. This is your host, your groove mistress, uh, spiritual director, and uh, personal advisor, Madam Perry. I am so happy to be here. Sorry about the little wackadoodle uh, technical things. Who knows what it is? It could be God hope it's not a virus. Um, it could be, um, I don't know, certainly not sabotage from another podcast because we podcasters all support each other. We um, like to help each other. So it's not that. It's not that. Now, uh, here is what can happen. Uh, sometimes things just don't start the way they're supposed to, even though this, tonight is my 301st episode of Madam Perry's Salon. You know, it began as a blog. And uh, one of the first guests after being on, because, you know, I wanted it to be a conversation like um, people, uh, patronesses of the arts from centuries past in Europe and Asia and England that would have different artists, musicians, uh, writers, thought leaders come to their home once a week for a salon and have an exchange of ideas. And this was my way of doing it in cyberspace. And one of my first guests, Robert Leland Taylor, Hilarious writer, very, very, if you like Kurt Vonnegut, you'll like Robert Leland Taylor. Uh, he went back and reported everywhere. I've been to Madame Perry's salon. It's like the inside of Jeannie's bottle. And after that, everybody knew where they were. And just to find a nice cushy pencil, I mean pencil, a pillow, <laughs> a nice cushy pillow, and sit down and relax and enjoy themselves. Okay, So this is where we are. And as I said, the captain is docking his airship outside, and um, it's going to be in just a minute. By the way, I want to thank everybody that's been subscribing, that's been sharing, that's been uh, following. Thank you so much. You make it possible for me to continue to have fantastic guests on like we've got lately, coming up soon, and, of course, tonight. And I thank you so much for that because, yeah, yeah, make the magic happen. Now, I told you the um, the very special guest. You know, I usually give a big build up, get the name at last, but everybody's been messaging me. They're so excited about tonight's show, as am I. This is a guest I've been trying to get on for almost three years, for Pete's sake, and uh, and and he's just been he's not snobby, just busy. So you know him as a singer from the Cog, uh, the leader, a musician, uh, lead singer for the Cog is Dead. Magnificent band got to see John Sprocket live. I'm going to call them all in here right now. Um, he's he's pushing the uh, doorbell. Coming on in, Captain John Sprocket. Are you with me, sir? All right. I think it just gets crazier and crazier around here right now. Okay. The captain should be here. I know he's coming in. Maybe maybe Mr. Sulu, my doorman, stopped somewhere. Uh, I think. I think that's what happened. But you know what? I've got another friend of mine that's already here, that's already docked his own airship and come on in. And I'm going to say, hello, James. Okay, right now, I don't know if anyone can hear me. Hi, are you there? Somebody calling from 864? Yeah, I can hear you. Who is this? Oh, hey, who is this? Hi. Who? My name is Callie. (laughs) Callie. Oh, okay, Callie. I'm sorry. I thought, oh, all these numbers get me all confused. And, you know, (laughs) is this your first time here in the Genie Bottle? Yes. Well, no wonder. It's a little dim here. I couldn't really make you out behind the beaded curtains. I'm so sorry. Would you mind coming in and just taking a comfortable cushion to sit on? Yeah, sure. Is it okay if uh, my fiancé joins me? Yeah, I'd like to. Of course. Is, is he well-trained? 
Are you? I can be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's okay. Don't be too well-trained now. And your name, sir, is? Joshua. Joshua. Joshua and Kelly. Welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Get some cushy places to sit. I don't know if you brought any snacks. If you do, I hope you got enough to uh, share. So uh, (laughs) are you fans of Captain John Sprocket and the Cog is Dead? Big fans. Big fans of both him and a band that is very similar to his with Steam Power Giraffe. So, yes. <gasps> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Would <laughs> you guys by any chance at, at, at Wild West Con this year? Unfortunately not. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Too bad. That was a, a great show. Well, let's see. I think, like I said, you know, I don't know a lot about airships and stuff, right? And uh, so let me see. If um, have you have you ever been to Wild West Con? No. No. Okay. Where do you live? We live in South Carolina. I'm from Oklahoma. But she lives. <laughs> she lives in South Carolina too, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got. I got people in in uh in South Carolina. I'm not sure if I've got maybe steampunk friends in Oklahoma. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's see if we can get the mighty airship Captain John Sprocket in. And thank you so much for being here to make him feel very welcome. Yay. And I'm going to bring him in right now. Let's see. Hello, hello. I think welcome to Madame Perry Salon, Captain Sprocket. Hello. It looks like we finally got through. Finally, yes. I am. I am so sorry for uh, for all the issues here. I really right. am. Yeah. Um, we are so. That's just a patch of living in this infernal digital age. Horrifying. But uh, I think we've managed to make it through. So it's wonderful to be here. Oh, good. Thank you. Well, you know, I can see you through the glass here in the genie bottle. I can see the airship circling and trying to land. And. Um, I got to tell you, and this is not a complaint, but you had some fans that were already in line here for you. So, oh wow! Um, I figured that would make you feel good <laughs> if you could see them already. And um, actually, I just figured, you know, you're a man, you're a captain who is a man of the people, and that you would welcome them here. And I wanted, so I went ahead and. and Pull the velvet rope up, Captain Sprocket, and let them in. And this is Callie and Joshua. They came early. Oh, Hello. How's it going? Going good. Awesome. Good to Yay. hear. Good to hear. Nice to you. Okay. So you guys stay here. Be comfy. And I am going to chat with uh, – now, for just a moment, I'm going to turn your mics. I'm going to mute you guys, Callie and Joshua, just for a few minutes so that I can uh, get Captain Sprocket introduced to everyone and then bring you back for conversation and questions, and I'm just very happy to have you here. Captain okay. John Sprocket. Yes, indeed. Hello. <laughs> Is the sound coming through all right? Can you hear me okay, or are we are we having more issues? I believe you may have muted yourself. I can't hear a thing on my end. Doggone it, you're a damn genius as well as a captain. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Good See, to hear your voice. This is the thing. I don't really drink, but Tobias is to blame because he made he, he kept shoving stuff in front of me. Um, oh. A few weeks ago, and you know what? The thing is, that was the last. That was seemed like the last big hurrah. It was such. It was so exciting to see you live. You came in without the bay. You came in solo. You opened up the show, the concert Saturday night at, at Wild Westcon. You came. You delivered. You socked it to us. You tore up the stage, and still left us satisfied, but wanting more. And that was so cool to finally see you in person. Thank you. It was, it was so exciting to be there. I, I love Wild Wild West Con. Um, I, I'm sad that that was the last event uh, for for a while that uh, I'll get to do. But uh, at the same time, it was kind of nice that it was one of my favorite events to to go to. So it was nice to be there and be reunited with so many people because that's the uh, I think the fifth time uh, personally that I've been there. We've been there three times with the band. Uh, but yeah, that was oh. a fun times. 
three. Well, yeah, because, you know, you were, as I understand, you were demanded. The people, we demanded you, and and so uh, they listened and got you, and that was great. Yeah, that was my third time in a row. The wonderful James Breen and James Spring both were been nice to me for years, and then they finally said, why don't you come put together a panel, and then I did that. And this year we also did one, but James Spring and I also did a live broadcast one night with his podcast and mine. Now, um, the other thing, yeah, it, you know, we know you with the cog is dead, and we know you you can deliver it all solo, but um, you're also well-known as a, a voice actor, voiceover actor, um, regular film, television actor, and producer. Yeah, I've done a few things. Voiceover is the thing I do most when I'm uh, not doing the music. <laughs> yeah, a few things? Yeah, okay. Um, that's what I'm thinking. You're probably using this time just to, I don't know, breathe or maybe find 25 more things to do. I'm not really sure. Somewhat, yeah. It's. Uh, I- I'm. I'm hoping to take advantage of this time to catch up on some projects that I didn't have time for before. I have a lot of unfinished songs um and i'm also probably going to start well no, I, I am going to start doing a um, a live video streaming series on youtube where uh, uh possibly once a week i don't have it quite figured out yet but uh, i'll probably start up next week where i'll i'll do a live video stream and i'll play some music live on youtube and chat with the with the audience uh, yay so it'll be nice that will be that will be great. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely look forward to mention that again uh, toward the end so that we'll all remember. You don't mind if I if I promote that, too, and share it on all my social media. <laughs> no, not at all, by all means. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Well, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I just said thank you. <laughs> I'll be happy to. Um, so, yeah, so James Green and James Springer, they are the they are the wonderful people that introduced me to this world and once I went in, that was it. I was in whole hog. Um and that weekend, yeah, you're right, it was like the last time a lot of us were doing anything. That my we were there having a good time, everybody enjoying each other and the whole situation and all the fun. And my husband was at a uh playing guitar for a band at a party and a lot of our friends were there celebrating. And somebody, I think it was somebody who was in Tucson that weekend, posted on, I think maybe on Facebook, saying, little did we know when we left that as we turned our clocks forward that night, we were going forward from Wild West Con into the apocalypse. We had no idea. Yeah, really. It's been crazy. It has. It's been just like we didn't know. We left, and then there we were. Hey, you know what? Um also, real quick, want to say, that, speaking of Wild West, I want to give a couple of birthday shout-outs. One to Victor Gasly, Matthew Victor Rogers. Some people know him as uh, Victor and the Bully. He's in London, but he's a fantastic steampunk band, Victor and the Bully. And also, um, very fabulous lady whom we both know, who really brings the sparkle and the magic to everything she does. Uh, Madam Askew, her birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday to Madame Askew. Awesome. And, Victor and the Bully, do you have any more? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. That's my list. I was just going to mention, I know I've, I've, um, I'm hoping at some point to do a collaboration with Victor and the Bully. We've been in talks and, uh, that, that may happen. I don't know exactly when now schedule wise, but, uh, uh, they, they're a, a very cool group. And, uh, anyway, just, Randomly mentioning that while I was thinking of it. Hey, can I say you heard it here first? That is the first that's been uh, mentioned anywhere, so sure. <laughs> okay, all right. You heard it here first, first people. Thank you. Makes me look, um, that makes me look pretty hip. So, uh, pretty steam hip. So, anyway, yeah, that's great. So, we'll have something else to look forward to. And, uh so even though we all seem real quarantined, isolated, I reposted something on Instagram where somebody said, yeah, it's like Vegas here, um, losing money by the minute, uh, drinks are acceptable at any time, and nobody knows what time it is. And that's how it feels about a population right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if 
If you're listening live tonight, April 2nd at 8.21 p.m. GMT minus 5, or maybe it's minus 4, minus 5, uh, to Madam Perry's salon, and you want to talk to magnificent sprocket, the cog is dead, as well as lots of films and other cool things that we'll be talking about in just a bit, you can call 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. Seven one six nine nine two two, or if you can't call, and you know, John, you know, we both had jobs in the past where you can listen to stuff, but you can't really make a phone call out. And I have some listeners like that, so you know, you can always message in your questions uh, to me on Facebook, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer Modette Perry, and I've even got some questions. Uh, already being messaged in for you. And I've got somebody else coming here in the beaded curtain. John, I hope you're comfortable here in the teeny bottle. And if you are, if you're not, let me know. I'll get you a bigger cushion to sit on. But if you are, would you reach over and part that beaded curtain just a little bit? Let oh, absolutely. Sure thing. Thank you. Come on in. Hi. Welcome to Madam Perry. Come on here. With- oh. Hello, hello. <laughs> How's it going, John? Just one of my Speaking of Tucson. You need to take Captain James Free. Yes, yes, indeed. Hey. I'm sure he recognized my voice by now. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm still working. That's good. That's very good. Construction is considered <laughs> essential in Tucson, so mm-hmm. I'm at least able to work. That's, 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 that's a very good thing. Yeah, Amber put herself on a self-quarantine, so, you know, eh, it is what it is. Yep. At least um, since I have, you know, I work out of my home studio, uh, my everyday life is basically self-quarantine. So not much. Uh, my my wife is uh, at home though. She normally uh, works at a store, and uh, they they close the mall. So she's been home for two weeks. So she's going crazy because she's got nothing to do. Oh, I I'm sure. Tell her to write some music. Oh. So, so you need to write a coronavirus song. You need to write one to commemorate this whole quarantine thing. He did. You know, something about that. Something about the wife going crazy about not being able to go to work, and all of a sudden the house is more spotless than it's ever been. You know, something. You know. Oh yeah. No. no. How long have you been married, Sprocket? Uh, Seven years. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, my husband would used to tell people that, yeah, the reason he liked to travel for work and didn't want to retire, when they say, when are you going to retire? He goes, well, my wife's afraid that it's going to be like other people when the husband retires and the little old man falls a little old ready around the house telling her how to do stuff right that she's been doing all these years. No, why don't you do it this way? So now he's like, I'm not doing that yet, am I? But yeah, and I, and I work from home too, so yeah, I was like, this is no different to me. But uh, but yeah, you do. He did write a song. It's called "Wash Your Hands." Have you not seen the video? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh my God, it's great! It's great. Um, I'll I'll share it uh, again. I'll repost it. But it's called "Wash Your Hands." Yeah, you know, John, you share dead. that with um, hey John, you should send that to um. Necrofessor, Tony Gage. He got a uh, job walking around his town in his plague doctor costume with a sign that says, Wash your damn hands. I think he needs to have that playing out of speaker. Absolutely. Okay, I'll send, send it. That. <laughs> and then I kept playing, John, I kept playing the Cogus Dead, Wash Your Hands, and then showed it to my husband. And so he, I said, Well, can do something. You can come up with the song. So he took uh, Joe Jackson's Sunday papers and made it. I gotta find some toilet paper. So I should be putting that out soon. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, Necro Professor, he's gonna have a a whole playlist. But but yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cognizant, wash your hands, everybody, 
everybody should watch that. It's short. It's to the point. It's just long enough to sing along to while you wash your hands. Right, John? Yep. It's a 20-second song. So you, you sing the song and you give you just enough time to Perfect. watch for the recommended 20 seconds. So it's been kind of funny over here. I don't know if any either of you guys live near any military bases, so I'm wondering. I don't know if it's happening anywhere else, but I live right off, right outside the uh, Air Force Base over here in Tucson. And every afternoon, periodically throughout the afternoon, they've been playing songs over the PA. Usually things that have to do with you know being alone. <laughs> well, so I'm just wondering if either of you have noticed that. Or if any of your listeners may have noticed that. No one has said anything to me. I I haven't heard a peep about that from anyone. But um, then again, we're all, you know, cyber friends, so I don't know. (laughs) Hey, guess, speaking of, you know, I was going to be, you know, like I said, I don't know if it was you or who, Brain, that said, uh, that posted when we left Wild West. When we left Tucson, we turned our clocks ahead, but didn't know we were going into the apocalypse from there. But I don't remember of, who that was. I saw that. But you know it. Yeah, and it's true. Well, one of the – and I was telling him that you were the person that first brought me into this world and seriously changed my life. And I remember, too, when you were telling me about it, you were telling me about the other music and telling me I should listen to Cog is Dead and all these other bands, and um, and I did. And then – you also said, um, you kept telling me, you and James Finn kept telling me there was somebody I needed to meet that would be the most fascinating person that everyone loved. And you know what? I think I might have, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Captain Sprocket, could you reach over one more time and open the beaded curtain? Because I see a vision of red-headed gorgeousness and fabulosity coming in sure thing hey how's it going come on in oh hello thank you so much captain so lovely to be here hello marvelous you right there the tv bottle again it's been a long time it has been an age absolutely and it's such an honor to share even a brief moment with both you and the dear captain and uh, dear Mr. Breen as well. It's so lovely to be here. Hello, hello. Hello. Happy belated birthday, by the way, darling. I am so sorry I didn't get a chance to say hi, say it yesterday. It's all quite all right, you know. It's been a bit busy, what with the world ending and everything. <laughs> And yet they still had me painting construction sites. Go figure. <laughs> well, I have opinions. We gotta keep we gotta keep hope alive, I guess. I, so, I guess the, well I guess the have... zombies are gonna need some place to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Askew, we're so delighted to have you come here. Uh join us here in the spaceship. You know, I mean in the in the uh, genie bottle. Uh Captain Sprocket parked his airship outside and of course you know um there are no germs here in Madame Perry's salon. Uh, you know, Madame to Madame, I'll tell you straight up if it were, but uh, this is the safest place of all. Well, thank you, dear Madame. And I, I feel quite safe, of course. Captain Sprocket always provides a lovely, safe, charming experience. And I know that you are a woman of impeccable tidiness. So thank you. Thank you, darling. And, uh, you know, did you hear, did you hear John Sprocket? John, tell me the news you just told us about the, you know, the live show on the air. So, yeah, I will be doing a, a live show on YouTube called Streaming the Steam. And basically it's going to be uh, a chance for me to do some live musical performances and chat with people online and, uh, just kind of keep keep some sort of live music going uh, while I am quarantined to this home studio. So well, it's, Captain, uh, that's very kind. Well, thank you. It's, I got to do something also to keep from going crazy. <laughs> so hopefully, at least this way, I can I can interact with with you all uh, to some degree if I can't be there in person. 
Oh, that's Jackson, lovely. Let me, are you able, I don't know if you have a headset over there because, you know, it's kind of dim in here, the little candles. You all have to keep it kind of moody. Are you able, if you can reach around James Breen, to uh, pull out your guitar and, and play the Wash Your Hands songs for us? Sure. I'm not not sure how the quality will sound, but I can give it a shot. <laughs> Yay! All right. So, this is a song that is 20 seconds long, which is just long enough to wash your hands for the right amount of time. And it's called Wash Your Hands. Let's see if I can get through this thing. <laughs> Let's see, how does it open? <laughs> That's a newer song. Uh, <laughs> just get some soap and water. That's it. Just get some soap and water now and lather up your hands. 20 seconds ain't that long. You won't delay your plans. Just let that toilet steam and then your hands should now be clean. And all it takes to help yourself, family, and your friends. Wash your hands.
the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, uh, I was a, a, still am, you know, a huge fan of the Beatles and uh, Queen, uh, Billy Joel. Um, and, of course, I, I also liked humor. I was a big fan of comedy stuff, so I listened to Weird Al, Ray Stevens, uh, a bunch of, like, comedy artists, and, and got really into that sort of thing. So early on, before starting The Cog is Dead, I I started writing parodies and comedy songs and uh eventually once we started the cog is dead I, that was a chance to sort of do something a little different and a little more serious uh and now i feel like i'm kind of doing a mixture of both some of the songs are serious and some of them are, are silly uh just it's just a mixture of all the different things that you know influenced me and uh that's also why the theme of the cog is dead as far as our backstory goes is that we're time travelers and have traveled around to different decades and have been influenced by the different styles of music that we've heard uh, just because uh, I love so many different styles of music and never wanted to be limited to one specific genre so this was a, a good way of just being free to write music in whatever style was just fun and exciting to work on uh, and I'm, I'm really thankful that people have kind of accepted that and embraced that since uh I guess we have certain sounds, you know, there are the darker songs or the, the goofier songs here and there that um, are distinctive of our sound, but we're not trapped into doing just one style and people don't seem to uh, resist, you know, if, if we try something a little different just for fun. You don't get a lot of that. Well, this doesn't sound like the band. They've changed too much. <laughs> you know, that kind of attitude. <laughs> Well, before I would leave this lovely gathering, if I may say, Captain Sprocket, I think we will all follow you to whatever decade you go to because you are so marvelous. Thank you for being a bastion in this community. Thank you so much. I, I just love music. That is lovely. And, and I'm saying I've got two time travelers here, Madame Askew and John Sprocket. So, yeah. It, it works. Madam Askew, thank you so much for taking time to, to join us here for a moment. And please, please promise us all, Madam, that you, the Grand Arbiter, all the people you love, and Godzilla, too, will all keep your hands washed and be safe. Absolutely. We are, Arbiter and I are putting in selection. Keeping safe, Godzilla is putting everything on fire, so it's perfect. Um, thank you very much, and thanks for having me briefly. It was lovely. You always have a place here. You and the Grand Arbiter always have a place here anytime. You are a, a treasure to our hearts, so thank you so very much. Thank you, and thank you, Captain, for sharing a few moments with me. That was lovely. Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Cheers. I love her. All right. So, um, let's see. You've got musical projects that uh, I want to talk to you about, but also acting. I watched a film called Make Hollywood Trump Again. <laughs> it was funny. My gosh, you're a good actor. And it's like, and also, um, I thought, and also you, it's done in a way to where nobody should get their feelings hurt either way. It wasn't mean-spirited. It was just like if you were to put any actor or any public figure or whatever into a place. It was so good. And I just thought, you know, I need to, sometimes I work, well, now, but sometimes I work on, on different TV shows and stuff, and I thought, God, the next time I go to Tyler Perry Studios, I want to take this and give it to somebody. They need to, they need to see John Captain Sprocket. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, that, that was a fun video. That was back in 2016, and uh, the, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's it's called uh, Remake Hollywood Great Again, and it's it's Donald Trump trying to. Um, make a bunch of remakes of Hollywood movies all starring him as the main character. <laughs> it is so funny. It's so cute. And you are you are great. And, and you have, I don't know, everybody involved in this, obviously all pros, because it had nice, tight editing, the camera, uh, camera work. 
scripts, everything was beautiful. So I thought, Scott, tell me. Yeah, but my my friends uh, have a video production company and a YouTube channel. They're called And You Films, A-N-D-Y-O-U, like me and you. Um, And they they have a YouTube channel that produces lots of parody videos. Uh, They're the creators of the Diary of a Wimpy Alien series, which has gained a pretty big following. And, and, yeah, they make a lot of these, these comedy shorts that, that make fun of movies and, and TV shows. Uh, and, yeah, they're, they're professionals. They've been doing this for a long time. I've, I've known them since uh, 2002 back in high school, and uh, they've produced a few movies. But, yeah, they, <laughs> they're, they're a wonderfully talented group of people. Yeah, no kidding. So um, are, were these uh, friends of yours, people you've known a long time, or did they – Come in and hire you. Yeah, back um, the the I guess the the founder of Andrew Films, uh, Brendan Rogers. He was a classmate of mine in high school TV production class, and we teamed up and started working on this independent movie called Flashback, which is this like epic sci-fi comedy that takes place at a Hollywood studio a thousand years in the future, and it was mm-hmm. it was a, a way way too ambitious of a project for two high school students to even attempt, but uh, we were, you know, young and naive and just really wanted to make a big epic movie, and we spent over a decade working on it, but we actually managed wow. to finish it and, um, and got international distribution. Uh, we, we sent out hundreds of letters to distribution companies, and one picked it up and took it to the uh, the Cannes Film Festival's film market, so we got to go to France and, and go to the film festival. Uh, it was a, a very fun experience. Um, and yeah, that, but that movie was just a huge labor of love. And that's, we always credit that as being our film school because we all learned skills that we still use to this day. They, they still do video production and, and movie production, uh, and I still use those same skills for the music videos and things that I work on for the YouTube channel. So it's um, it's been cool getting to to learn so much and gain so much experience that I still get to use on a regular basis through that through that whole experience. Do you see then? I'm sure that people can tell the difference. They may not know how you how people become this way or or of all the particulars and the backstories, but it always seems people who have a theatrical background or who are trained in whether it's voiceover, stage work, film work, it tends to lead, lend a professionalism to their live stage performances like yours, not because it comes out over slick, but because you know how to open up to the people and how to read your audience. Do you, do yeah, I think you feel that? Yeah. I think, I think especially a lot of performers, uh, uh, who have a, a background in theater. Um, I mean, I, I don't even have a nearly as much background in theater as a lot of actor friends that I know, uh, but I, I've always been interested in theater and acting in musical theater and things like that. So um, I've always loved the stage and performing. So I guess that the, whatever you want to call that, just that sort of natural perform, performer desire uh, is always mm-hmm. there whenever I, so whenever doing a show, um, I've always wanted it to have a bit of theatricality. Um, that's why uh, a lot of times when we do the full show with the band, we have video projections that, with little sketches that we play in between and uh, try to make it more than just uh, live music, but really a theatrical experience. Uh, uh, yeah. That's just the, the, whatever you want to call it, the actor, the entertainer in me <laughs> wanting to to make it a, a bigger experience and, and something fun and memorable. Well, yeah, definitely. Back in the um, in the late 80s, early 90s, I had a, a, a television show, cable, in Atlanta. And I would go out to hear a lot of bands. And, you know, they'd say, oh, come out and see us here. You know, want to be on your show, whatever. And But I knew that one day, you know, I wanted to, to get up. I wanted to sing. I wanted to do, you know, my own thing. But I thought, I do not want to, because I was, you know, still pretty shy then said I don't want to be one of these people that when they you know somebody you know snare bust or a string breaks they stand up there and go well um, when they uh, fix the string we'll do another song I didn't want to do that I wanted to be able to work a crowd like Tony Fields or something in between so I took a course in stand-up comedy 
just to get used to being on the stage. So I felt like I would never, you know, be at a loss and leave the audience sitting there like, well, what? okay, fix it. You know, you wanted to be able to go out and work. And, you know, your audience feels like you are there. You encompass them. Your energy, you you bring the talent, you bring the show. But I know watching you live, you know, it's like it's, it's like you're playing the guitar. But your arms are reaching out and grabbing us all in, like, come on, let's have a good time. And there were people sitting near me, that uh, this very nice couple that I met that night. And uh, we in line, and we sat together. And every time you start a song, you know, they reach over. I was listening to that song this morning, you know. I was just playing that album yesterday, Everything of Yours. And they were saying, this is one of my favorite songs. And I thought, this is what it's for. You make people feel and feel good, and they feel like they're part of. You're just taking us up in your own airship. And the, I'm sure you hear that all the time, not just me, but. Uh, but no, honestly, it, it always uh, it always means a lot whenever I I hear that because, uh, you know, I, I'm I, when I record the song, it's it's a very isolated process because it's you know you work on them from home and you just put them out there. So at the time of songwriting, you know, you're just writing it kind of for, for yourself like oh I, I have this idea and i'm excited about it and i like the way this is turning out um but e- even now i still never realize uh the, the effects and impact that some of these songs have had on people until i hear about it and i honestly never would have expected that so it's always uh amazing to me and and really means a lot when i hear that these songs that were just kind of written you know in my bedroom, like the old ones, uh, have gone on to, to touch people's lives like that. So it's uh, it's very very cool to hear that. Oh, good. So um, let me see. I got some other questions here for you. We were going to ask you about. Um, so you just had a new album recently come out, and mm-hmm. tell us about that. The, uh, the new album from The Cog is Dead is called Songs of the People, and it just came out in October. So it's been out for what, maybe about five months, something like that. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it uh, because it's, it's a little different from other albums, at least in, in uh, execution, because every single song on this album was written for a specific fan. So... Uh, this this whole process goes back in 2013 when there was a Kickstarter for a tour, and then we had, when we did our live concert film in 2015, uh, a lot of donors uh, one of, one of the reward bundles was we would write a song and include their name in it, and uh, there ended up just being so many that we had enough material to make a full album. So I feel like this is a really special album because. Every single song isn't just a it, – it's a work of fiction, but it's, it was written with somebody in mind, even if it's just using their name. And so I feel like there's, there are a little bit more um, – there's a little bit more of that personal connection because when writing every single song, it wasn't just like, well, this is just going to be fun. It was I'm writing this for someone, and so I, I, I want them to appreciate it, it to mean something to them. Uh, so anyway, I, I honestly feel like it's – probably one of one of the most solid albums uh, from the Cogs Dead yet. And I think it's probably because every single song was given that kind of attention and care because every song was a single. Three songs would be released as a single. So each song had to stand out as you know <laughs> uh it's as it's a stand on its own, that's what it's Okay. Uh John, if you'll give me we've got just a few more minutes with you, but if you'll just give me a minute I need to um I need to let you have just about a, a, a two-minute break while I mention a couple of sponsors on the show. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can just relax there for a moment. And I want to say, first of all, thanks to my two sponsors. One is a podcast of humor. Now, it's a short podcast. It's not as long as mine. It's somewhere between 9 to 12 minutes. Short, bite-sized bits of hilarious Australian humor. It's called He Said, She Heard. He said she heard, and uh, it's 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 like you're eavesdropping on a conversation. People are eavesdropping on a conversation, and they're getting involved in it. Uh, you'll learn about the great bakery heist, a banana coke, smart underwear. But these people are funny. So I'm going to share, as I've been doing, share. He said she heard on all of my social media for you to follow. It is a riot. 
also my other uh, sponsor for this last two weeks is Mosian Petit Jackson. Mosian grew up um, kind of a kind of a child alone, raised by nanny. She knew her father. He visited her a lot. They had a wonderful relationship. She loved him dearly. She thought he was a policeman, and uh, then she found out later he's actually Michael Jackson. So um, she wasn't sure who her mother was. But she lived with her father, Michael Jackson, in California until she was about nine years old, and he moved her to Haiti to live with an aunt. And this whole book, these books are about what it's like growing up, not really knowing for sure who your family was. Some people accepted you, some didn't. And it's called Thriller Betrayal. It is in seven languages. Um, she was going to be drop in on one of our shows and talk to us. However, Mosie Petit Jackson lives in the Netherlands. And she works um, as a caregiver or uh, working with a doctor. And so right now she's busy treating people in the hospital. Their their overflow, of course, is COVID of COVID nineteen uh, coronavirus patients. And she just said, I'm, "I'm just too exhausted for the interview." But please tell people about my book, and please tell people to be careful and to love each other, and keep washing your hands and. Uh, and she's going to be on here soon talking about thriller betrayal. So, Mosey and Petit Jackson, thank you for taking care of people. Thank you for the books. Thank you for sponsoring this week. And we're going to be talking to you soon, live right here. Now, John Sprocket. Yes, a couple of questions. Of <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The members of, if you could just mention too, the members of the COG is dead. Uh, Absolutely. So um, there is Bradley Harrington III. He plays bass guitar. And Renata Goodwin, who plays drums. And then, uh, of course, I play uh, guitar and sing. And uh, basically, uh, we're we're a time-traveling trio. What other instruments do you play? I'll see a picture of you with an accordion. Is that just for show? Uh, no, I, I record with the accordion. Uh, I'm not a very skilled accordion player, so I don't often use it live, uh, but I use it in the studio quite a bit. And uh, I, I have a variety of instruments. Most of them are stringed instruments since I play guitar, so I have a ukulele and a banjo and mandolin and things like that, um, and a keyboard. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just because also, uh, since I love so many different styles of music, uh, I like to have a variety of sounds and instruments available so that uh, whatever the song calls for is, you know, available to us. Oh, yeah, my, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about what you're doing in quarantine. And while I'm doing this, our friends Callie and Joshua have been uh, – so much fun to be here, and like I said, I felt that they were deserving of getting beyond that velvet rope to be in here and hang out with you and here, Captain Sprocket. Um, we look forward to the days when we can all get out and see each other again. Um, you know, James Breen, Breen and uh, and Madame Askew kind of brought it in about, hey, take care. We all want to be together again next year, and uh we do. But I've got some questions about, uh, well, one is from James Springer. You know James, don't you? I believe he so. Has the cre- yeah, he's, he has a Creative Playing Podcast Network. Uh, sweetheart of a guy and his wife is one of uh, Madame Askew's Tea Scouts. She, she's a magnificent, gorgeous woman. Um, he was asking, as I'm sure everybody else is, he was talking about, oh, let's see, um, Wants to know what advice you have. We want to know also what 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 events you were planning to attend in 2021. But also, he asked, what advice do you have for other creatives stuck at home right now? And I know you said, you know, it was okay for me to ask you about how you're handling the quarantine times. And that's why I wanted to know about other instruments you play. Now, my sister-in-law touring musician, working musician, and she told me yesterday, she says, I'm so tired of being inside. I'm about to take three recorders and a garbage bag and make a set of bagpipes out of them. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're, <laughs> maybe 
maybe you're all getting very inventive. And and uh, Callie and Joshua, if you have a question too, uh, after he answers this, please go right ahead. But what are you doing with your quarantine time? Well, I I have been uh, cleaning the house. Uh, <laughs> the house is in uh, better shape than it has been in quite some time. Um, and I have been back in the studio uh, uh, working on things. This, this week in particular, I've been preparing for uh, the uh, streaming show. So I have I've filmed and edited a whole opening. In fact, I made a theme song for the show, which I recorded yesterday. And um, so I've been very busy with that, planning for that. Uh, I've also been working on some new music. Uh, and... Yeah, basically, my my goal is to uh, spend as much time as I can being creative and, and working on things uh, that you know, that I previously didn't have time for. Uh, because I, I do have a lot of other work here and there with uh, with the voiceover and, and acting projects, but obviously, certain clients are either no longer doing things. Uh, for instance, mm. one of my regular clients is a uh, con- he puts on concerts and. Uh, obviously, there are no concerts right now, so I have no work <laughs> no. from him. So, um, so yeah, I'm basically just kind of making up some of that time by uh, focusing more on on making more music. And what was the uh, uh, first part of that? Question? Well, he was asking, you know, about advice advice you have for people stuck at home. But I think think you pretty well told us, you know, just to use time to be creative. Yeah, if if you're able to. Uh, Get you know, creative mind space while you're <laughs> sitting at home. Um, just, just, uh, just do something. Get, you know, <laughs> get busy. Work with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, also want to say, Callie and Joshua, uh, big fans of yours. I know you've got a question for Captain Sprocket, mm-hmm. and I know that you also know that he's got the the new album. Kaga said it's called Songs of the People. It's going to be out this fall. Well, actually, October it came out already. It came oh, out last October. October. It is out okay. already. Yay! So I know they've got all of your albums. Um, and, of course, you got the live streaming show. But Callie and Josh, comment question yes. for Captain Sprocket. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I'll go first. Um, Captain Sprocket, when does your airship plan to land back at Dragon Con? Maybe after the quarantine stuff. But, uh Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely it would have to be after the quarantine. I think it would be uh, safest to wait until then. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I would love for us to return to Dragon Con. Uh, we we don't have anything uh, official or definitive right now, but uh, it's you know always a possibility for the future. Uh, Dragon Con is such a fun event, and uh, it's. It's an amazing – they put on an amazing show. They have such a cool stage, and uh, we've met so many awesome people there. So, yeah, if if we get the chance, uh, I would be happy to return to Dragon Con. And, and Callie and Joshua, if you go to Dragon Con, you know, I'm right here in Atlanta. Please message me after the show so I can make sure I can meet you there, too, if you make it to down here to the Big A, the hot Atlanta. Um, of course. Yeah. would love to meet you. And so, oh, and Callie, you have a question for John, or? Yes. So, from one professional entertainer to the other, um, what advice, like encouraging words, do you have for uh, um, feeling down? Hmm. Down in the uh, the current situation with quarantine or just feeling down in general just feeling down in general like feeling that you're run out of ideas and stuff I don't know it it depends on uh, I guess a few different factors I know I know sometimes if I'm having a a point where I really don't have any ideas I, I, I think I was feeling that way around the time of working on uh the third album, Carnival of Clockwork, uh, because up until then, the songs that I was writing for Kaga's Dead were just sort of general steampunk themes. I was trying to keep focused on writing everything steampunk, you know, and I was like going through all the different 
themes that I was used to, like, okay, I've got to have something with airships or something with robots. And I felt like I was just running out of ideas. Um, and then when working on that album, uh, when we came up with the idea of a carnival theme, it was uh, an opportunity to go and explore some new ideas. So that that was sort of a surge of, I guess, um, inspiration was writing a few things with carnival themes. Uh, but after that, I think even though uh, we're keeping focus on steampunk themes, uh, I'm trying to just be a little bit more open to uh, whatever inspiration strikes. And if it fits as a steampunk-related uh, theme for a song, that's, that's great. But I, I'm not forcing it. So I'm trying to be a little more open to just whatever ideas come along. Um, the same thing with musical stuff. And also I've been uh, recording covers of songs here and there because sometimes if I don't have an idea for a new song, if there's a song that maybe has inspired me, it's fun to revisit it or, or take it in a new direction and do something different with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah did a, a parody of uh, of Bad Guy taking it and turning it into actually being like a stereotypical old cartoon bad guy. Oh, yeah. That was great. Thank you. Uh, I don't don't know if that's helpful or advice necessarily. I'm just thinking of, yeah, it's always always so hard if you you like feel like you have new ideas. I feel like it's something that everybody faces too, just any creative person. And, uh, Sometimes the best thing to do is just throw yourself into work. There there have been times where I had no idea what I was going to do, no idea, but I just sat down and just started playing the guitar or trying to, to work on a, a track on you know in the studio and uh sometimes really cool things have come about by accident. That sounds great. Hey all right. Thank you, Josh, thanks to James Breen. James Springer, uh, Madam Askew, to everyone who's been messaging me and saying how much they're enjoying this and how much this, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm really proud because some people say, how did you get him on there, you know, how'd you get John Sprocket? Um, I'm just going to say just a Madam Secret, that's all. So uh, thank you so much, John Sprocket. I really do. Um, just It's just been a pleasure to have you on here, a pleasure to talk with you and to see you live. And I look forward to everything that you create, uh, to your new streaming show on YouTube. And as soon as it's out, I am going to share it on all of my social media everywhere. And uh, I, I just can't wait. I know it's going to be good, and I want to thank you so much. And thank you. And we love you. you. We love everybody. I am delighted to have you here. We love everybody out in steampunk land and all the listeners. And I'm going to leave you with my motto from my CD. And it is everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.